1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleacher Report. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And as always, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. You can also listen to him on his show, the How About Them podcast, as well as the Blogging the Boys podcast. Layden, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good, but
0: uh, you know we're going to talk about it up front, but I, I feel like I, I owe our listeners a little bit of a mea culpa on, on some of the stuff we talked about yesterday.
1: I said that's so off brand, though. That's just not us, though.
0: Well, that's fine. I mean, it may not be you, Marcus, but I feel like <laughs> I when I make a mistake, I need to make sure that I correct it or at least you know apologize double for down. making a mistake. Yes, double down. Um, <laughs> so yesterday we talked about how um, you know they. Uh, and let, me, let me preface this real quick. When we do our, our, especially our first you know podcast, the offensive review ones of the All Twenty Two. <laughs> This is not an excuse but uh <sighs> When, when when we get very little time to, you know, before, first of all, when Game Pass releases the All-22 tape, we get very little time before we actually have to podcast to actually watch the tape. Um, and so, you know, it, it, to even get through the whole game is, sometimes, especially when you're battling with the beast that is Game Pass, it can be difficult to get through it. Mm-hmm. So, usually when we talk, we get our All-22 notes, it's our first initial watch through, and then, you know, as we go through the week, week we watch the game more than once and, and, and we get an opportunity. So, Upon my like second and you know my second viewing, but again, my relaxed taking my time viewing not not you know hurrying to make sure I see every play on the l twenty two before we talk about it, I really feel like i I didn't get a good feel for a, how much they ended up running wide zone and and zone blocking uh, schemes, especially later as the game went on, they 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 started playing more and and, and second and a B or whatever my numbering system was I started with. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Cooper did a great job, like he like he did a fantastic. He did a fantastic game. I mean, I I, I I I thought he had a really good game either way, but I did think that he did struggle, uh, you know. With his like he had previously, like we had discussed, getting to the second level and getting his second level blocks in the wide zone, I I I am here to completely mea culpa that he looked really good there actually, and and I think you know the more I've kind of talked about it in my to myself and you know mentioned it to you and 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 bounced it around in my head, the 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 thing I think is different, and I and I actually think that we we even kind of discussed this a little bit about how you know. It's tough because sometimes you come off late on those blocks, those double team blocks, and he just doesn't have the athleticism necessary necessarily to come off those blocks late to get to the second level to, in time. What, what he's what he's doing now is that he's you know whether he's going to his right and he's passing a double team to to. Uh, to Frederick, or if he's going to—I mean, sorry—if he's going to his right and he's passing a double team back to Tyron Smith on the backside, or whether he's passing it to Frederick on the other side, going that way, he's—he's he's not worrying as much about having to secure the double team. He's—he's he's trusting his All Pro center and his All Pro left tackle to secure those blocks without as much help from him and he's and he's focusing more on and just you know kind of getting a punch and then getting up on the second level immediately and i think it's done wonders for the timing of everything um and i think it's done wonders for him as well and i I think it it all goes back to the fact that you have an all-pro center and an all-pro left tackle the kind of guy that can you know do a reach block on on DeForest Buckner going on the backside of a wide zone and be able to get across his body, turn him and then shield him off from the play. Like, I mean, some of the things that we saw Tyron Smith do in this game was unbelievable. Um, And so, yeah, I I just wanted to get that out there that I I gave you guys some bad information yesterday after, after kind of a really brief uh, run through, I will definitely not do that again. So I apologize.
1: All right. That's that's good. All great great information. I mean, I went back and watched Cooper as well, and I saw the exact same thing. So I'm going to be curious to see how it translates over to this Washington game because I I just don't think San Francisco is all that good. I'm just not sure. if Is this a one-game fluke or is this the beginning of a trend with Cooper? I think that's going to be something that we should definitely monitor in the next couple of I will of weeks. say this uh, real you, quick
0: before we go on the, on the offense— you can say what you will about the San Francisco team. They they have got not a great offense. They have got a rookie quarterback. Blah blah blah. Their defense has been pretty decent all season. I mean they, they've 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 played tight, played tough uh, against some some good offenses, and specifically their are up front, their defensive line is is got all the talent that this team has probably. So I I would say that overall it's not necessarily a great measuring stick, but I think, but as far as blocking and as far as like, you know, taking on athletic defensive linemen, this was a decent enough test.
1: All right. So let's talk about some of these other defenders. Uh, I want to talk about Anthony Hitchens Um, a little bit. I went back and watched him and I, I looked up this crazy stat. The Cowboys have won. 14 of their last 16 games when Anthony Hitchens and Sean Lee are on the field together. Um, linebacker wins. Th- yeah. Linebacker <laughs> wins. Uh, that might have a little bit more to do with Sean Lee than Anthony Hitchens. Maybe. Because,
0: maybe.
1: Uh, you you know, anybody listening to this podcast knows that I believe Anthony Hitchens is the second best linebacker on this team, but I don't think he played that well in this game. Uh, there was multiple times he overran his blo- or the, the gap that he was supposed to take. Uh, He still struggles to get off blocks. Um, He might be their second best linebacker in pass coverage, but that's not saying much. Uh, I I just think he's he's certainly not playing at the level that we saw him last year. Now, I don't know if that's due to injury or rust or whatever it is, but I just didn't think he played all all that well. And they're going to need him to play significantly better in the next couple weeks if... Uh, the Cowboys want to improve their defense. What what did you see from Anthony Hitchens in this game?
0: I mean, I definitely agree he didn't play great, but I'm I don't necessarily think that it's any worse or any better than last year. Like I just think this is Anthony Hitchens. Like I I like I I don't think that his l- level of play. Like varies that much.
1: I mean, I think I don't think he was this undisciplined though as he was last year. I mean, he was he was shooting uh, like the same gap that Lee was supposed to be taking on a few different. Look, runs.
0: I mean, I think that, I mean, I saw Sean Lee do that too, you know, like in this well, game. That's probably Russ, though too. In this game, you know, I I saw like on two on on Carlos Hyde's big run that set them up. What well, probably the most you know the point when the Cowboys were at their. <laughs> closest to being scared that this was going to turn into a game was that drive that ended with the, the DeMarcus Lawrence uh, strip, f- some strip sack. Um, mm-hmm. and then like the play that happened two before that was a, 12 yard run by Carlos Hyde where uh, Lee overran the hole and he got blocked. And then it happened like two drives later, the exact same thing. So yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're both kind of dealing with, I think the fits are better. Um, but I think that may have more to do with just the fact that at least they're lining up correctly because Lee's getting them lined up correctly. Um, but I still think that there's some work to do on getting the, – the linebackers getting the fits all the time. I mean Lee's, Lee's – Lee made a couple of plays, but he still still wasn't like quite at Sean Lee level in, at that game. Um, and Hitchens, you know, like look, there was one play uh, – you know, he's still taking on blocks with his shoulder – and there's one play yep. where he got a really great tackle for loss doing that. Um, but there was also two or three plays where he got driven out of the play because he can't disengage with his shoulder. And so, you know, I think that I think that they're gonna get. He's just not a
1: middle linebacker. Yeah, he's not a middle not linebacker. A
0: middle linebacker. I, and I, I think he's he's a good linebacker. I just think that like I just think that people's expectations for him are. Weird to me. They're just weird to me because it's like to me. I feel like we've gotten Anthony Hitchens level of play for since he came onto the field. You know, like since he was a rookie. I think then we were shocked by how good he was because. He was as good as he is now. Then, you know, or maybe just a slightly, you know. Uh, see, that's
1: what I'll disagree with you though, because I've seen him play significantly better than this. I've seen him be more disciplined. Uh, I think he's a much better player than what we saw on Sunday. Now, do I think he's a great player? Absolutely not. But I wouldn't even consider his play on Sunday average. And I've seen him play. No, it was it was
0: below average before. for him for sure. I'm just saying that I, I think that his variance is not very wide. Like I think I think his best play. His best play is is really not that far from his worst play, and I and I don't think that's necessarily that's not a slight. I think that's that's you know you get you're getting an above average linebacker in the NFL most of the weeks, and that's great. That's that's I mean that's fantastic. I'm certainly not poo pooing that. The problem is when people think that he's you know a Pro Bowl linebacker. He's not a Pro Bowl linebacker. Like he's just he's not. He's probably better than an average linebacker, and he will give you that. 90 percent of the time when he's healthy but i i just don't know that like i've seen him reach you know amazing heights before as you know this as some sort of phenom linebacker he's 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 very good when he's when he's on but he's not he's not great and i think people are expecting him, to, right, get really, him to be great and that's that's not what's gonna happen
1: really quickly um, he's a free agent after the season. Is he a guy that you would sign, or would you let him leave in free agency?
0: I kind of think I would sign him. I, 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 I think I'd see what he wants. You just hate free you know, like, agents, like because I, I think that I think you know having I value above average linebackers. You know, like I value sure. a guy who knows our system. I value a guy who, um, uh, you know, is. Is has all the qualities that that Hitchens has, except he just, you know, he he's has some shortcomings that he can't overcome, and that's that's fine. Just you, I think that, but I think that there's you don't you don't just you know poo poo a guy because he has some shortcomings. Like you take him as as a whole, and I think that depending on what the price is i mean if he gets paid a lot of money then no i don't want it but depending on what the price is i would see what it what he costs because i think that he can give you value now and you know sean lee isn't gonna play forever and 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 so he might be a, a guy who could give you a veteran presence at an important linebacker spot while you're trying to find a replacement for sean lee so um yeah i i, I kind of think i would but i, I had to see what the numbers look like
1: All right, let's pause for a second to talk to you guys about MyBookie. MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. seriously, just two business days. I would only recommend a service that has been great to me, so I'm recommending MyBookie to you guys. Uh, Make your way to MyBookie.ag. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. You can do uh, live betting. You can bet on the next play, if it's going to be a run or pass, whether they're going to score. Uh, the yards are going to cover. It's fantastic. I really, really urge you guys to check it out. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use the promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into some of these defensive linemen. Um, I want to talk about all three interior players, Malik Collins, Brian Price, and Richard Ash. Collins played a lot of one technique in this game, and I don't think he played it particularly well. Uh, It's just not his skill set to be a one technique. He's a penetrating defensive tackle. Uh, He does not hold up very well in the uh, run game. I I don't know what the solution is because they don't have a one technique on the roster. It's pretty clear that they want to play David Irving inside. Uh, They don't really want to play him as that right uh, defensive end. So I'm not sure what the answer is. Maybe it is to go to Brian Price and Richard Ash. And I know that you liked a lot of what Richard Ash did on Sunday. So why don't you talk about that kind of rotating uh, spot with the one techniques and with Malik Collins, uh, Ash, and uh, Price.
0: Uh Yeah, I mean, I think that – I think you're right with Collins. I mean, I think they're trying to make do with a, a bad situation at this point. Um, I, think, uh, I, I think that he did great when he was given opportunities to give one-on-one with some of these guys inside at one technique. But, you know, I specifically remember a really big – I think it was like a four-yard tackle for loss that he got where he basically uh, escorted the center – <laughs> out to the outside and uh, basically tackled the running back around him. It was weird, um, and that was a really big play. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think when when you're talking about like getting him um, double teamed and, and taking on double teams and, and doing the nitty gritty stuff uh, as a as a one tech, yeah, he's just not he's not really built for that. And but the problem is is that he's probably still the best built person to do that that's a starter quality. Now that leads us to our other conversation about Brian Price and and Richard Ash. I like Brian Price. I I think that you know I I feel like every game that I watch Brian Price does something that I notice him. And he's not playing a ton of snaps. So I mean that I mean you know
1: considering Yeah I had him just for 27 snaps this week.
0: Yeah considering that you know uh we've had three or four of these nose tackles on this team who i could go seasons without ever noticing them <laughs> um mm-hmm. you know Nick hayden. Uh, yeah like Nick Hayden. i mean listen hayden did what he did but i mean he wasn't ever going to make a really a play for you except for the very rare occasion and and then it would shock us so much that we would you know break t- twitter um but no I, I think that I think that so I think that you've got something there in price and then I think you know I I noticed Richard Ash multiple times on tape uh, uh which is surprising you know because you know I've I'd, I'd seen a little bit of Richard Ash before I seen him in training camp and um you know we see him I think he played
1: last year against yeah Philly, right? he
0: played he played on he played some snaps uh in during the regular season and and he's uh and he uh, I mean he, he played snaps like I think he got signed by us or picked up by us and then like was playing like that week if I remember correctly, or like mm-hmm. maybe just the next week or something. It was playing pretty good. Now set. he has
1: a little bit bigger body than no, some of those other guys. he's though.
0: definitely him and Price are definitely true one techs. Like they definitely have the the body type to to do it. Now Price, I think, is still I think Price is you know, still a little bit raw. I think that, I think I think he's I mean I think he's just so talented physically that he's at his size that he's able to get in there and mix it up and do some things, but I think that where he is struggling is technique and and discipline and, and, you know, staying in his gap and staying square and that sort of thing. Um, But Ash, I I mean, several different times I noticed Ash in the passing game even uh, giving a little bit of pressure. And, yeah, and I thought that he had some pretty good reps. You know, I don't know if the future at that spot is to, you know – make one body out of those two rotating, you know, or what, but I agree that, I mean, unless we're talking about pretty obvious passing downs, like I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't know that I love Collins as a one technique. I mean, as especially if they, if we know that they're going to run, you know, they had, they had good success stopping the run and maybe they need to do more of this. And, uh, I mean, they had some good success when they put both Price and Ash on the field at the same time as tackles. Mm. And, and, and I know that that doesn't really offer you much as in, in the way of interior pass rush. But I think that, you know, as a first and second down option. Now, the problem is, is that what happens, and this is something that San Francisco didn't take advantage of, that I am a little afraid that Washington will, is no huddle. Is when they start mm. getting into no huddle and start mm. exposing your your personnel. So it, it, I don't think they have that particular issue solved completely yet. What they're going to do, um, but I do think that the fact that the fact that they their game plan is to try to make you one dimensional anyways plays into the fact that they're hoping that they just don't need Malik Collins to play a significant number of run snaps at the one technique.
1: All right, so let's talk about this really quickly because I I think Collins is a really really good player. I believe he has the second most uh, sacks ever by defensive tackle before the twenty second birthday. He's a he's a super young, talented player, and I think he needs to be on the field at his true position, the three technique. So, what is the best front four combination that you think should be out there on you know first down? Is it having Collins play the three technique and potentially moving? Irving over to the right side is it leaving Collins at the, at the 1 and then putting Irving at the 3 what do you think is the is the way to get all four of their best players on the field at the same time that makes sense at least well
0: i think you know here's the thing i think that they're more concerned i think that their first concern is to pair somebody next to demarcus lawrence who has real talent? And if that's Collins, think it's Or if it's Irving, I think I, that's 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 fine for them. I think I think I think they like both. I mean, why wouldn't you like both? You liked what Collins was doing the first right. few weeks. So, I mean, at, at three tech working and pairing with
1: with. But it certainly looks like they're going with oh, no, Irving no, 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 now. No, no, next no, no
0: absolutely. Because because that was my issue. My other thing was that I was going to say is that I still think that there's still something, whether it's still his wrist or whatever, is lingering with Irving that is not allowing him to play on that right side. Because, uh, look, they talked. There's they clearly have made an effort to put Taco on the right side. They've talked about you – know, they put uh, Tyrone Crawford on the right side. They've talked about the idea of them liking the idea of putting somebody with power out there because it's just different than what they've seen. How is David Irving not a perfect fit then? As your right defensive end, unless there's some unless there's some kind of injury situation or something that we don't know there, and I, I and I tend to think that that's what it is because they they played him at almost every single spot except for right defensive end, so uh, in fact they, they have played him at, at every spot except for right defensive end basically, so I think that that's why he's not playing over there because there's just something going on you know, and so I think that the thought process then becomes, well. Let's you know we'll put Crawford out there because at least you know and and look to Crawford's credit he got another sack last last week uh, you know he's he's mm-hmm. you know he's not going to be our ten sack guy but he's he's going out there and he's producing he's not producing at the level of his pay but he's not also doing nothing you know so. I think for them, they found a place where they can just throw Crawford at. He can do some things. He's not going to be the right defensive end that you you are necessarily hoping for, but that's okay because you've got Demarcus Lawrence on the side on the other side doing things that most left defensive ends aren't normally doing. So, I think that really the 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 way they have it might be the best situation because you get the all the best talent on the on the field. And by the way, they have it. I mean. Crawford as the right defensive end, Collins as the one tick, Irving as the defensive tackle, as the under tackle, and uh, D Law as the left defensive end. Because I, I just think, and I think that you could flop, you know, D Law and Crawford, and you know, as you rotate those guys in too. But I, I just think that for what they want to do and 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 how they're trying to get people free, that it may be the best situation for everything except for defending the run. And uh, right. and and I think that, for, like I said. Their defense is more focused on defending in pass situations because they have a belief that their offense is going to put them in a position to mostly be defending passing situations.
1: All right, let's talk about everybody's favorite whipping boy, Taco Charlton. Uh, this pro- was probably his best game of the season. Would you agree with that? Probably?
0: Pro- probably. I mean, just, All right. I mean, by default, I guess, yeah.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> Not by I default, against – yeah. I thought as a pass rusher, he was better. And actually there was two different plays that I noticed uh, him. He didn't create the pressure right away, but he was able to get in the throwing lane of uh, Bethard and actually was able to disrupt the throw, even despite not getting to the quarterback. So, I mean, those are smart plays of, Hey, I'm not going to get to the quarterback. Let me at least block out a target. So uh, I thought he was better there. There was a couple times that he got close to the quarterback. I saw a little bit more power, uh, this week uh my problem with him was he just didn't play very well against the run. Uh he had one time he got completely fooled on an end around. Um and then there was another time that he, on a um, uh, on a read option play the third back there, one. kind of stiff armed him and he went yeah. right. Yeah. So <sighs> I I would say he's making small improvements. And uh, listen, this is a guy we've talked about a lot. I really think you're going to see a big jump Uh, with him in 2018. You probably won't see a big jump this year. Uh, And I've told this story before, but when he got to training camp, he was so much further behind than the Cowboys ever anticipated in terms of uh, technique and pass rushing moves. So basically they've kind of said, okay, hey, go out there, do whatever you're going to try to do, and then we're going to try to fix it this offseason. And that's why you're seeing him go to the spin move so frequently is because... He really doesn't have any other moves in his arsenal right now. So he's just trying to use his athleticism and his spin move to uh, create pressure somehow. Um, it, he's getting better, but I think, uh, like I've been saying all year long, you won't probably see a big jump in the second half of the season. You'll likely see it in 2018. So really quickly, what are your thoughts on Taco in this game?
0: Well, first off, I mean, let's just for, let's just take one second – how crazy is our 2 2018 defensive line going to be if all things go well?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> okay. we should talk about that because there's a there's a somebody we ne- we need to talk about.
0: Oh, I mean every time we every time we talk about him, I get so sad though. It's just so sad. Um just because it's 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 still so far away, but uh yeah, I mean dude, you get Randy back you get. I mean, talk, if Taco can take a take a step or two, you got De- DeMarcus Lawrence. You find yourself a, a nose tackle, and you've already. I mean, which you know, that's not It, it might be Price. It, it, yeah, it, it might could be, be price. price. It could be Price. And honestly, getting a, a, another starting nose tackle is not going to be difficult. It's just you got to go do it. No, you know. Um, but they, I mean, it's just tough to do in season. I think to get a quality one, it could be. I listen.
1: I heard it still could be Stephen Paya. I'll just put that out there. There's a reason why he's on IR and not uh he they didn't just outright release him there's a chance it could still be Stephen Pye next year next year yes wow
0: okay so all right breaking news here by uh, uh Marcus you know, just that, what what hey, a defense the, the
1: report was he re- the, the report was he retired uh but the cowboys actually kind of convinced him not to do that yet so they put him on IR and they are going to see how he feels after the season hmm. okay um yeah, I mean, I
0: understand why. Because <laughs> he's good, man. He's real. Good. And he, yeah, it, he's good. He's not that old. He's. I mean, he's. I think he's thirty. Is he thirty? Even?
1: I, I don't even think he's thirty. I don't here. even think he's. Go ahead and talk I, it all off. I, well, I sorry. mean, I th-
0: he's really, really good at, at at specifically what they're asking him to do. Clearly, and 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 I feel really bad because I hope that you guys got an opportunity. He's twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, I feel really bad because I hope you guys got an opportunity to uh, to see him do some things. Before he got hurt, so that you don't think I'm a liar <laughs> about talking about all the how, how good he was doing in training camp because he was really incredible in training camp. But, anyways, let's moving on to guys that are on this team still. Um, going back to Taco specifically, um, you know, I, look, I I, I think we've, I've said my piece about Taco a lot, and you know, I've moved on, and and uh, it is what it is. Um, he's going to be a long-term project. Um, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not that. I'm not as convinced that he's going to take a step next year, like you, like uh, some people think. Um, but I definitely think that he. I mean, I think he will the following year. Um, I just think. I think he's. I, I just. I guess I'm really surprised by how surprised they were <laughs> at how little technique he had. Because he didn't really show mm-hmm. a lot of technique on the, from what I saw, um, but anyways, we're not going to rehash all that. So, um, you know, I think at this point, you know, with the Demontre Moore thing, and you know, look, can we just stop pretending like there wasn't some off-field I- stuff? Like, I, oh yeah, there was. We don't, yeah, like we don't, we don't necessarily need to confirm or deny anything without it being extremely clear that there was an off-field off-field issue. Uh, just by the clear <laughs> trail of breadcrumbs all around the place, you know, I mean, just like mm. they suddenly made him inactive and suddenly he got cut. I mean, no, that didn't.
1: And he suddenly got, he suddenly became a worse player than he yeah. was a week ago. No,
0: I don't think so. No, I mean, he went from active and starting and taking snaps to being cut. Like, I, and it wasn't because he played terrible. You know, <laughs> there were definitely players who played worse than him. So, anyways. Um, sure. Now that he's not here anymore, Taku's going to get more snaps. Maybe that helps accelerate things. You know, he seems like a bright kid. And he seems like he's going to be a hard worker, and he's going to he's going to get it. And I think he has the skill set to be a technician. But the problem is, is he has no technique. So, like that's a long that's a long process to you know, I mean, it's not like FA Obata let, long process. It, but it's you know. He's played football before but he you know if he's if the way he's going to win in the NFL is using technique and he has very little technique that's a steep hill to climb.
1: Yeah, so let, let me say something really quick on Taco and and this makes a lot of sense. Um, Taco was talking a couple weeks ago about how he's just not used to playing three or four snaps at a time and then waiting to get back in. Uh, he said, you know, at Michigan, he was a 60-snap guy. And, you know, af- throughout the course of a game, he could kind of figure out offensive tackles and the way that he was going to use athleticism to beat them. I think that's part of the reason why he struggled. Is he just doesn't have the the flow yet of, you know, he hasn't played that many snaps. And I, so I think the Cowboys are probably going to try to up his snap count every single week. They're going to want to see, is he better at the end of a game, you know, with some more snaps, uh, we're going to see. This week I had him down for 38 snaps, and maybe that's why he played a little bit better because he got a, a little bit more experience and he he was able to figure out uh, how to beat uh, Joe Staley and Trent Brown. So we'll see. Uh, I'm still hopeful for Taco. Uh, really quickly, I just wanted to touch on Byron Jones before we go. He doesn't get enough credit, uh, but he was fantastic again in this game. There were at least four different plays where tight end George Kittle was – uh, the primary receiver on a route, and he just absolutely blanketed him. There was one on a play action bootleg where Kittle came all the way across the field, and there was not even an inch of separation between the two. Uh, he's never going to be a big stat guy. He's never going to put up, uh, you know. In big interception totals, but those type of plays, you know, take away a guy, a quarterback's primary route, is the reason why the Cowboys drafted him. I, I just thought he was fantastic again in this game. Uh, he also made a play in the run on or on on a screen pass, came all the way from the free safety spot, drilled the receiver for I think a, a one yard loss. Uh, I just thought he played an incredible game. So, any quick thoughts on Byron before we head out? <laughs> yeah, no.
0: I'm. You, you, we've heard a lot of talk about um, people trying to move him to corner and. And look, I, I mean, I understand that. I mean, he the things he's doing well are, are about coverage, um, but I, I still think that this is still his best gig. Like you know, whatever is getting him on tight ends, he's Kittle and Jordan Reed and the, these kind of guys. Like that's he's one of the rare kind of athletes who can cover those kind of guys. I mean, Kittle is an incredible athlete. Like I mean, and, uh-huh. and, and and definitely one of the one of. The, those more uh, moved tight ends, the, the, the receiving tight end types than, than like a true hulking beast. Like he's not Martellus Bennett. Like this is, you know, this is closer to a Jordan Reed, a, a, a you know, a Hernandez, a, a athlete, a bigger wide receiver, you know, that's, that's, that can, that can, you know, can block, I guess, if you want to call that blocking. Um, but I, I think that when you ta- think about the kind of guys that are in this, uh, division like with Jordan Reed, like I mentioned, and, and, and Zach Ertz, who's really started to come on for Philadelphia, and, and now, of course, uh, the kid from Old Miss Ingram from uh, mm-hmm. the Giants. You know, the, he's going to have an important role immediately in six games out of the year, and then whichever other teams have, you know, top receiving threats at tight end, which is a, a lot of teams. So I think that uh, whether you're playing him at whatever you want to call the position, um, I think he needs to play inside, and I think he needs to play, uh, continue to cover tight ends and play tight ends because he clearly has a knack for that. And, he, and and you know every once in a while he you, you throw him on a on a on a slot receiver, you can throw him on a running back. I mean he can cover basically anybody, but I think he just like specifically has a rare skill set for covering those kind of uncoverable tight ends.
1: Yeah, I remember last year they played him against Randall Cobb and then the following week they played him against AJ Green and he was fantastic in both games. Yep. So his versatility is is the reason he was his versatility and athleticism the reason why the Cowboys drafted him so high. So That's it for today's show. Uh, This edition of the Locked on Cowboys podcast was brought to you by mybookie.ag. Get into all the action with mybookie. Whether match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus, just use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review. Leave a review in your Twitter handle and you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. We'll be back on Friday to preview the Cowboys game against the Washington Redskins. Uh, Make sure you guys tune in for that. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.
0: Hey Prime members! You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.